0: You're listening to the Data Point podcast, brought to you by The Hindu. I'm your host, Sonika Loganathan. This is episode 4 of Vital Signs. Our look into how India's medical education system is affecting the country's healthcare. joined by my colleague Vignesh Radhakrishnan. Vignesh, hi. Hi Sonika, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm
1: fine, I'm fine.
0: Okay, episode four. Mm-hmm. Um, should we start with a recap of what we've discussed I think, so I think far? yes,
1: yeah, yeah. So if you remember in our first podcast, we asked the doctors about the system itself, mm-hmm. right? Right. So we asked them how, what was the uh, entrance examination like before? I mean, the entry into VBS, uh, was it this tough before? Or, yeah. I mean,
0: what the process is like? Whether interviews play a role that is, you know, helpful or whether it's actually something that will work against the candidates? Um,
1: yes. Yes. So most of the doctors said yes we need an entrance examination that yeah. is one thing which we learned Everybody some agreed. standardized yes, way of testing absolutely students. yeah but they said don't put all the weight behind just this one multiple choice question examination right yeah so don't just test have that as the entire uh, point of entrance so have some weightage for your 12th marks also because mm-hmm. your 12 years of schooling will go for a waste right you're going to only consider this and some of them also said interview Mm -hmm. Though the, uh, you know, the weightage could be much smaller. There should be some sort of an interview so that you can assess some soft skills of these candidates. Right. Mm -hmm. But that idea, I mean, not everybody was on board with it because when it comes to interview, uh, along with it comes the bias.
0: Right. Right. In the second episode, we took a look at the state of rural health in India. So there is an 80% shortage of specialists in rural India, which is a huge number. So what is being done to bridge that gap is NEAT or medical education, bringing in more doctors into rural India. And we had this hypothesis that having MBBS candidates from more diverse backgrounds, from more rural backgrounds, different socioeconomic backgrounds would be, result in those students maybe going back to these more rural locations and becoming doctors there but we realized through you know, yes. the interviews that that's not the case for many of these students who have lived their whole lives in rural areas becoming a doctor is their way out of that lifestyle mm-hmm. yeah. so they would rather choose to move to an urban setup mm-hmm. after that
1: yeah, so that's actually what was shocking for me mm-hmm. because I always thought this to be a solution mm-hmm. of bringing in people from diverse backgrounds, especially geographically diverse. Yeah. It will naturally result in them going back. So it was a learning for me. Yeah. in Because this entire series has been a learning for me because in the first episode, I always had this idea that why not continue with our usual system of, you know, class examination results and using that. Going for a doctor, uh, you know, uh, giving them doctor seats based on that. Mm-hmm. But they said no, yeah. that is not the ideal way. Have an entrance, but have a weightage. Mm-hmm. Right? Similarly, in the second episode too, I, I always had this idea, which I told just now. But the doctors, many of them said, no, that is not possible. Yeah. That is not happening. That is not reality. Yeah. right. Because you have not considered the human aspiration yeah. angle to it. Right, because they will naturally want to, you know, move out. Right, you know, uh, have a better life. Right, uh, it's not to say that rural life is not a better life, but having it's always, yes, it's having always always been in a you know rural area, obviously he would want to move ahead, mm-hmm. you know, to a you know city mm-hmm. to experience that life. Whereas the other assumption that I always had that city doctors or what I would say born and brought up in city and then became a doctor in the city they may not actually think about rural places mm-hmm. that assumption also got broken after speaking to doctors they said look if you expose them to rural health care early on in their curriculum make it part of their curriculum have rural doctors as role models then that is the way you have to inspire them you have to yes of course give them incentives all those things
0: but it has to come from within so to speak and that coming from within can only happen if they have this exposure know what it's like um, and get to experience working even for a short time in a rural setup
1: so that's that's one thing but but even there some of the experts said look all that is fine Coming from within, it being a calling, everything is fine. But at the end of the day, it should be commercially viable. Yeah. Right. So if you're not making at least decent money, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right. After a point of time, they will feel demotivated and then just go on. That's where the incentives really comes in. And in the third episode, we talked about the curriculum itself.
0: Yeah. What the MBBS curriculum is Mm -hmm. and whether the preparation that these students do for Mm NEET actually amounts to anything after they're done with the NEET exam. See,
1: that question becomes important because the data so far says Mm -hmm. that many of those who get Mm MBBSCs are NEET repeaters. Now, NEET, 99% of them are. So, not just one year, but two years. Mm -hmm. So, uh, a person in the prime of his age
0: Takes two years off or Absolutely. has the privilege to yes. take two years yes. off to just prepare. For I mean,
1: even those students who do not have the privilege but want to become a doctor yeah. are now forced to take, because the cutoffs are so high. Yeah. That's a point raised by some of the doctors in the series that the cutoffs for government institutions, which are considered gold standard in MBS,
2: mm-hmm.
1: are so high that the competition is just so high, right? So if you are to become a doctor, you have to be in the top percentile. And for that, now they are forced to take one year off, mm-hmm. two year off, because think about it, it's natural. A person who is attempting it for the first time, versus a person who is attempting it for second or third time, naturally those who are attending more will have an edge. So naturally, these people, very 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 minimal percentage. Actually, I'm saying ninety five to ninety nine percentage of those who become doctoral uh, students, doctoral students now are all repeaters. Mm-hmm. They spend lakhs. And lakhs of rupees in preparing for this examination. They even you know go to tuitions in far flung places. So all this should not just end with that one exam which tests you for physics chemistry and biology for over three days or four days and that's it. So it can't just be an entry filter. It needs to mean more. Mm-hmm. Whether it means more, that's what we asked the doctors and what did the doctors say?
0: Yeah, so the doctors essentially said that they enter the MBBS program with everyone starting at level zero. So whatever they've learned during their need preparation it doesn't really help them with their actual MBBS course, with the subjects, none of that. So. While NEET preparation isn't an entire waste, they learn, you know, discipline and...
1: Yeah, like, so that, that's what yeah. the doctor said that they they this program, the curriculum itself is extremely tough to crack. Mm-hmm. So NEET in a way helps them to get into the rigor much early. Right. But
0: otherwise they said... You can't memorize yeah, yeah. everything there yeah, is to yeah. know about yes. medicine.
1: It's more of hands-on. Mm-hmm. It's more practical.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The theory is just you know, a small part of the previous curriculum. Yeah. So whatever you, the, the way in which you have been preparing. Memorization,
0: memorization will really get you so yeah, far. Yeah. Is, yeah. So yeah. given yeah. everything that we've discussed, we wanted to take a look at what the reality of being a doctor is like today. What And more than that, what the profession has come to be. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> overwhelmingly, mm-hmm. the consensus was kind of that becoming a doctor has become more of a, business mm-hmm. rather than a vocation mm-hmm. where the aim is to help people yeah
1: yeah so so the doctors we spoke to you know across generations mm-hmm. right so some uh, i mean almost retired yeah and uh, some are just starting out yeah so they all in general felt that you know there is a factor of commercialization involved yeah. now uh, it is no more a calling. But this is true for you know, a lot of things. Right, right. It's the fact that it has also got into the profession of being a doctor. Mm-hmm. right?
0: So Dr. Lakshmi Vijayakumar, she had some thoughts about the way that the profession has kind of evolved or increasingly become more like a business.
3: Initially, one of my friends we used to talk and one of the professors used to say, when you join medicine, it was a vocation. By the time you graduate and you're practicing, it's a profession. And he said, I'm happy to retire now because it has become a business. Uh, so, the profession has changed and people's expectations also have changed. I mean, just take five years ago, you ask all the toppers what they wanted to do. They'll say, I want to join MMC. Now, ask this topper, she says she wants to do chartered accountants. All the, all the three top students, they don't want to. Because... A, yeah, it is uh, no more considered a Nobel profession. Okay. I mean, it has become like any other profession. The return on investment is less, unless you have your, your own hospital set up or anything like that. And the kids nowadays, I said, we have to slog for 10 years. And after that, we start with a small pay. And by 50, we'll only be stable. Uh, I don't want to waste that long, you know. I would rather do some MBA, Chartered Accountancy, Law. They want to do that and uh, they want to have a work-life balance. Data. All, you know, when you're a doctor, you can't talk about work-life balance.
0: And the other important point that she brought up, which we touched on a little bit earlier, is the fact that these students, these people who are in their what early 20s, mm-hmm are taking off a year, two years just to prepare for this exam, just to crack meat and become a doctor somewhere or the other.
3: Now the charm of being a doctor has gone. Not many people do want to be. None of the three toppers from the State board want to be doctors. So I know many, many doctors who have sat at home for two, three years to crack the PG exam and not able to and very very depressed about it. So, which is a sad state, which means you are losing the services of a doctor for two years in a country like us. Even the 12th exams, many people are stay back one year, go through the NEET coaching and write the NEET exams later, okay? Which I think is a very, very sad state of affairs, okay? Because, see, I don't think it is advisable for any young person, 17, 18, to sit at home for one year to write for an exam. Because what happens there is that one year of life of being with other people, uh, uh, educating yourself, learning the life skills, learning social skills, everything is lost. So, I don't think parents should encourage that. Parents should say, yes, you write. If you get it, fine. If you don't get it, there are always other opportunities.
1: One thing which she said, she said many toppers are giving MBBS a miss because mm-hmm. see I, I, I agree with her because usually even when I passed 12th mm-hmm. which is about 10 to 12 years before 14 years before it is like the cream of the cream will always join MBBS.
0: yeah right yeah
1: that is not the a reality anymore. anymore yeah right because the gleam in the profession is has come down a little now one thing is also true that the money to be made in it has you know acted as a magnet and it is attracting the topmost talent now but the doctors are saying by nature because it has become a race Mm -hmm. uh, you know the uh, entrances and the profession itself everything so the it is no more a call.
0: And I think the other important point that she brought up is the way that the interactions patients are having with doctors has changed and part of that, of course, I mean, I think COVID has maybe aggravated this problem, but just this sort of distrust that exists between the patient and the doctor or, you know, the fact that people Google everything yeah, now yeah. before... So that's even true, yeah. So like... The- headache equals brain cancer type of mentality.
1: So that actually she's saying is you know uh, making doctors to conduct all the tests possible.
3: Yeah
0: just so that they are on the safe side.
3: A lot of them feel a little disappointed also. Many people who have joined medicine as youngsters with a lot of idealism and all that they feel a little disappointed also because for all the work which we do, you know, they compare themselves with, uh, uh, with, uh, with their friend in school who has done IT or something like that. Okay, I uh, he was, uh, I was much smarter. I scored more marks. I toiled hard. I do medicine, and now I'm getting a pay of fifty thousand. Whereas that guy finishes uh, uh, thing and now he's earning a lakh and a half and driving around in a car. You know, so those kind of comparisons make them feel a little jaded and also uh, at least before we used to say that you know you have a satisfaction of doing being a doctor of helping other persons but now the uh, even the patients are uh, very questioning okay of whatever you do they want to blame everything on the doctor and so the uh, medicine has become very defensive we, you know, we don't want to take chances. Okay, do all the tests possible so that we don't get into. So, it be, actually the cost gets added on to the patient. So, the practice has become a little bit more defensive because I don't want to get uh, into issues saying that I have not done. So, okay, you have headache, take an MRI. Before we used to say it's just a headache, just don't worry. Okay. Now, if they say, okay, then they will complain. So, do an MRI. So, Pay another five thousand so the medical expenditure goes up for the patient because of the defensive practice that has happened uh, that has been a definite change in the last two decades so it's interesting also because
0: uh Dr. Vijay Kumar she said that taking a break for meat to prepare for meat is not something that she advises but parts Parth Sharma He said that taking a break after your MBBS course to do an internship or go to a rural area and see what life there is like and, you know, practice medicine there or get some kind of hands-on exposure right after you finish your MBBS is beneficial. Now what is happening is
4: when I joined MD, uh, people from 2015 batch are my seniors. Uh, that i'm from 14 batch so somebody actually my ug junior is UG junior is my pg senior uh somebody who's two years junior to me is my batchmate in pg so does that make me feel like you know i wish i could have started if i had started two years ago you know i would be finally here by now but that that thought never comes to my mind because those two years of, of my life were amazing uh, you know the amount i've learned in those two years i would never exchange that for anything you know, the skills that two years have equipped me with, given me the understanding of medicine. Uh, and that experience I'm surely going to use in the in the future. Uh, because now I'm mainly interested in cancer because I work for a year in oncology. You know, had I not worked, I wouldn't be so clear about how and what I want to do in life. I personally always advise, even people who come to me for suggestion and advice, I tell them, take a break. You know, as an MBBS student, you never know what you like. Because your four and a half years you are just you know just reading books memorizing slogging one year of internship you barely get to see anything you are in a department for one one and a half two months max and those two months what what do you understand about the department about the subject you don't and then uh, most of the times you don't even go for your posting because you're preparing for one epg yeah, if you don't have a contact and uh, then if you don't get in your first attempt, you sit at home for a year and then you prepare again. So when are you actually experiencing uh, the true side of medicine? You are not. So I, I I usually advise people that take a break, travel, you know, see what medicine is like in the real India, which is not Delhi. The real India is not Weller. So we also asked
1: this question of, you know, the it becoming more of a business it getting commercialized more and more to ramya kanan ramya kanan is the head of tamil nadu reporting bureau mm-hmm. and she's like she didn't exactly agree with it because there is no, she said there is no data to it but anecdotally she can see signs of it becoming happening here is ramya yeah i think
2: i mean it is impossible to uh, do a qualitative analysis mm-hmm. in that sense uh, It defies data, but if you look at um, anecdotal evidence, there's a lot more to support this commercialization theory. Mm -hmm. Um, Simply look around you the number of clinics that have mushroomed Mm -hmm. all over, all over. You go to Bihar, you go to Patna, you go to Chapra, you'll still see large number of tiny tiny clinics that have sprung up all over the uh, country. Um, I mean, you're lucky that you have a place to go to in an emergency, but how good these clinics are, mm-hmm. what is the quality of service they provide, that is, um, you know, a question. But yes, I think uh, one reason is, you know, rising costs and this desire for uh, to live well, which is not bad. And yeah. everyone wants to. to live well. Yeah. You have to. Um, that might, you know, it's impossible sometimes to make a good wage being in the government sector. I have friends who, uh, you know, studied pre-needs, they studied in medical colleges and and, uh, the government service worked in corporations they went on to work with public health, Um, who are making much less than their classmates are, but they are okay with it. So, um, there are still some people who are into it for the service part of it and who think that it's a life's mission you can still think it's a life mission and make money mm-hmm. i mean nothing wrong about it but the idea is that at the end of the day are we able to provide accessible mm-hmm. and affordable health care to everyone that needs it yeah that should be the bottom line
0: okay that was our final episode of vital signs thank you so much vignesh thank you sonika
1: for doing this with me yes so i hope we achieved what we started to do The before the first episode started
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: we had discussed in detail about why we are doing this series Yeah, because there is very limited data yeah. on where the medical education is heading towards right so we had some you know there was one assumption that we made that is that bridging the rural gap the, the the shortage of doctors in rural areas should be one of the major aims of medical education so that's what uh, you know made us do this series yeah to right?
0: give some clarity to what is yes. what the system is like yes. what's going on yeah
1: because it is tough to gauge it from the data itself mm-hmm. because there is
0: there's such limited data
1: absolutely absolutely it's just anecdotal data. sometimes it just leaks and somebody does a story on it and we have to understand from that whether it is all heading in the right direction
0: so I hope that through the interviews that we've Mm -hmm. conducted the people we've spoken Mm to um, we've been able to bring some clarity to what the reality of medical education is Mm -hmm. if you enjoyed this podcast and want to listen to more of the data point podcasts you can do that by subscribing we are available on all major streaming platforms including spotify apple podcasts google podcasts and stitcher and you can find all of our data point stories at thehinducom data thanks for listening